0: Bro, uh, the Cash App kicked me off for gambling. What they said, uh, my use was consistent with gambling, which terminates, which uh, violates their terms of service.
1: But that's they tell you to do that.
0: That's what I said. Like they literally run promotions where the like if you have a bad beat gambling, they'll pay for it. And they've they've had like competitions and they like tell you like one of their like marketing tactics is use the cash app to pay your league fees, bro. Fantasy football is gambling. Like because I put Bitcoin in a gambling account, suddenly like you're kicking me out. If anything, you should be happy because that's the surest way for me to, be spending more money with you because that's not gonna that's not gonna last very long
1: i'm gonna that's lose so it that's so stupid that makes zero sense
0: yeah i literally just send them a long email being like look i'm gonna like take my stuff off your app anyways because this is complete bullshit but i've read your entire terms of service Please tell me where it says, I cannot use my own money for gambling. So we'll see how that goes. Either
1: way, uh, fuck the Cash App. Fuck Cash App. No sponsors from them. Venmo, hit us up. I already reached out to them on Twitter. Sweet. Fuck Cash App. Your guarantee. guaranteed. No guarantee on the money.
0: The guarantee piece
1: of shit. Welcome to Money Back Guaranteed. My name is Angel. I am with my co-host, The Notorious Jay. We are here to break down what happened between week two and week three of preseason. We're also going to talk about the last month of baseball and what that has in store for us. Also, if you have not checked out our fantasy football episode, please go check that out. We have awesome picks. We have awesome insight on some guys. It will definitely help you out in your draft coming up. But right now we have some baseball to talk about. We are going into the last month of the season and the race cannot be any tighter in a lot of divisions. This including the wild card. Now, As of today, the Yankees are on an 11-game winning streak. They're the hottest team in baseball and the coldest team in baseball, of course, the Boston Red Sox. The Boston Red Sox are looking like the team that they were supposed to be. Sellers and bring up young guys, and we'll see how it goes. They have a bright future ahead of them. Not going to happen this year. I don't think so. Um, right now, the Yankees are 74 and 52, number one in the wild card, and Boston is 72 and 55, holding the second place in the wild card. You have Oakland at 70 wins, Seattle at 69, and the Blue Jays at 65. Whoa. If you could put any money on two of these teams, who do you put it on to make the wild card?
0: Man, I I still am riding that Blue Jays futures bet, so I'm, I'm going to go with them. I think they, they've they been a little bit inconsistent with their pitching, and Guerrero's been slumping. Vlad Jr. needs to get hot, and he needs to get hot real quick. Their bats need to wake up. They're picking a really bad time to, to get cold right now. Um, Would you say I, the move back to Toronto might have fucked them up? I mean, I you could definitely make that argument. I mean, they're focused <laughs> way too much on – I know Canada. I would have to hear – because I haven't really listened to any interviews or anything with any of the players. I would be very curious to see what what the case is right now with um, COVID restrictions in Canada. Because mm-hmm. I know they were playing in – were they playing in Florida or Buffalo? I thought they were playing, they were playing in Florida, playing both. right? They were playing both. Yeah, obviously Florida to Canada could not be more different right now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I I don't know, man. I, I I could definitely see. I mean, baseball, you get into a routine, you get into a habit. I didn't think it was a good idea to begin with to move them to change their stadium to move them back to Canada mid season especially where, when we're, we're definitely not out of the woods in, with COVID, or at least in terms of the, the restrictions wavering, coming, going, et cetera. Uh, I didn't think that was a, a smart move by them to begin with, but, you know, I mean, you can't say that didn't have an effect. That's for sure.
1: Right, because they uh, definitely have taken some unfortunate losses to teams they shouldn't lose to. So, right now for the Blue Jays, it's very interesting. I, I definitely think um, Boston will fall out of the wild card. I think maybe Oakland or Seattle will catch up to them. Also, I'm not going to count the Yankees out to win this division. They're at 74. The Rays are at 78. The Yankees are the hottest team in baseball. I actually see the Rays and Oakland being your wild card. It's crazy, you know, it's Yankee geared up, got bats. They're all in. They're all hitting. They're looking amazing. Um, The Rays are still hot. They have good pitching. That's why they have this lead that they are. That's why they have the wins that they have. So it's going to be very interesting to see if the pitching can keep up and carry uh, the Rays into the AL East Championship. But we'll see, man, because the power horse Yankees, you know they, they will do it, regardless of whatever. So, yeah, it is,
0: it is. wild that Chris Sale came back for the Red Sox, and they seem to just fall apart despite him pitching really well. You'd think if you add another arm with how they were playing, especially uh, a leadoff arm like that, that you'd be in much better shape. But right, woof, not not so much.
1: Yeah, man, um, they're still in this battle. They're still in this battle, so if they can find a way to get hot here, it'd be great. But you're fourteen and fourteen and nine, so in coming out of the All Star break, that's it's rough. You got to win those games. You gotta you gotta stay youthful and stay hot. You know they went into a huge. Uh, run battle with the twins last night that game ended up 11 to nine with like seven home runs that game it was crazy i mean at the same time
0: if you look at like the al east it could flip real quick because you've got if you hypothetically say you look at the toronto blue jays if they can split the last two games in chicago they've got three in detroit they've got 10 games against the baltimore orioles who are awful You've got seven games against the Minnesota Twins, who are awful. And then you've got seven games against the Yankees, three against the Oakland A's, and three, six against the Tampa Bay Rays. So if you can, I don't know, out of those ten, go seven and three against the Yankees and seven and – or what, four and two against Tampa Bay, you can – sweep the Twins and win two out of three in the other. Again, these aren't easy things to do, but, I mean, you could be very competitive very quickly.
1: Yeah, it really depends on if Guerrero can get hot, uh, Springer can get into his fucking old Houston ways, and the rest of that team to help out in battle, you know, because I
0: mean, we have I, one month
1: left, so I think getting into it.
0: Watching what admittedly little AL East baseball I've watched this year, it's really going to come down to can you consistently beat the bad teams? Because the Blue Jays would be in a much better spot right now if they didn't drop, you know, three out of five to the Twins, you know, Mm
1: -hmm. last
0: time they played. Like, they they have struggled. They have, you know, gone two for four or two for three or, I mean, sorry, one for three against some clubs that they really should have been bringing out the brooms for and I get you know Guerrero slumping a little bit Bo Bichette's been day-to-day they've been you know struggling a little bit but they need their pitchers to start having some really good outings and pitching some long innings and they just need to get back into it and like I said what 12 games against the um Baltimore Orioles you've got to win 11 out of 12
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: Which I mean, you're 12 games back. That's in the AL East. That's
1: a lot of baseball left. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so right now, if the playoffs were to end today, you will have Rays, Astros, White Sox winning their divisions, and Yankee, Boston, in the wild card. That's really that's really fun, especially that uh, one game playoff in the wild card. That makes for amazing TV, especially if you have that, that crazy rivalry that the Yankees-Boston have. is going to be very interesting, but can Boston squeak one game against the Yankees? Absolutely. Baseball, you never know. I mean, so, MLB,
0: despite doing just about everything you can wrong, could potentially luck themselves into some really, really favorable matchups for television.
1: And then moving to the National League, um, if, the ser- uh, if the season were to end today, day, you will have Giants, Brewers, Braves, and your wild card of the Dodgers and the Reds. Super tight at the end because you got the Padres at 68-59 and the Reds at 69-58. So that race is completely not over with, not even close. But out of those teams, aren't you surprised to see the Dodgers and Padres struggling?
0: Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, Dodgers more so than the Padres. Tatis has struggled to stay healthy. Uh, I, I think that is, that's a big factor. Their yeah. run differential is not even close to the Dodgers and the Giants. Uh, but the Dodgers, with those arms – I mean, man, even without Trevor Bauer, we talked about it before. They have five starting caliber pitchers in their bullpen who would be ones or twos on any other team in the league. Their, their fifth pitcher would maybe be the best pitcher on Baltimore. You know, yep. what, what are you, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing there. Maybe they're doing a uh, a LeBron thing where they just turn it up in the playoffs, but. That is, that is surprising to see them that they might be fighting for a one game. And once you get to that one game, you know, anything, anything can happen. Unless you're the Twins playing the Yankees, you're going to get beaten soundly. But, you know, anything can happen.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Giants at 81 wins and 44 losses, making them the best team in the league right now. And the Padres right are the Dodgers right behind them with 79 wins. That division is going to come down to the very end. And if the Padres can find a way to stay hot, they can get that second place in the wild card. And we called it in the beginning of the season. We're going to see three teams in this division make it to the playoffs. It's going to be very interesting to see if the Padres are going to go against the Dodgers or Giants.
0: It is crazy just how good the Giants have been.
1: Yeah. Considering
0: how many, how many members of the Giants can you name?
1: Uh Buster Posey.
0: Yep, that's the one I had. Uh the only other member I could name wasn't on the team a month ago.
1: Oh, okay. I was gonna say Sandoval, but I know he's not there no more. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, that's what you get for being a West Coast team and everyone's sleeping in the middle of your game, so.
0: Chris Bryant, that was the one I had.
1: Oh, yeah, no, he's not even, where is he at now? Dodgers, right? Giants. Di- oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, keep that's what cut. I said, the
0: only other guy I could name wasn't on the team.
1: Uh, that's right. A month ago. Yeah, well, that was just a quick recap on uh, baseball today. Uh, baseball seasons, like like I said, a month away from being over with and we'll see all these teams and they still have about, what, 30 games or well, 25 games left around there. So it's going to be nice to see these, t- these teams get it together. I think, who do you think makes it to 100 games? Do you think, who do you think makes it to 100 wins this year?
0: Ooh, I mean, like surprising teams or just any teams
1: any team yeah 70 rays at 78 yankees at 74 and the giants at 81 those are your and dodgers 79 those are your four teams that can still make it to 100 i believe everyone else is in the 55 and plus so i that yeah,
0: yeah i don't know i like It kind of depends. I could definitely see the Dodgers making it to 100, just getting hot at the end now that they've got all the pitching they need. But, again, that will be tight. My hot take is I could see nobody in the AL East making it to 100 games, to 100 wins.
1: My hot take is none of these teams make it to 100 wins. I think everyone falls out at that 95 to 98 range. But all these teams that are – Close to it, have to play all these tough teams. So, those divisions or those series can be split 2 1, 1 2 very easily. So, this might be the year where you won't see any 100 win games or 100 win teams. That's my hot take.
0: There you go. That is a hot take, sir.
1: Yes, sir. Sad that we haven't really talked about Little League World Series. You know, I'm good. <laughs> Go South think, Dakota. I don't, think,
0: I don't think you can bet on it. So I'm out. Yeah, no, yeah.
1: It's on TV for fun.
0: <laughs> the one one kid is just fucking cruising, isn't he? One pitcher just Yeah. He's like hasn't uh, hasn't lost a game or and he's only given up like one hit the entire like qualifiers, regionals. I don't know how Little League world works, so.
1: Yeah, man, the South Dakota kid. I'm telling you, uh, why do I think I know Gavin? Gavin Wire, 13 year old kid out of South Dakota out here throwing a no hitter against California and a one hitter against the team before, and he's faced 132 batters. Uh, You know, watch out for his name in in eight years.
0: (laughs) Check the birth certificate, El Monte.
1: Oh, shit. All right. Into the fun. Multiple teams have called out their number one quarterback, their starting quarterback of the year. Which one surprises you more? Does it feel early to you? uh, Three preseason games. You're not really going to put your starter to play in that third
0: game. so uh, It feels weird to me. I'm still not used to that four, four preseason games, 17-game regular season. I feel like it's too early to – I feel like before we've gotten into, like, late August, my birthday's at the end of August. I always feel like around my birthday is when we really start to hear about it. But, I mean, we just went through the list. I feel like there are the vast majority of teams, if not, well, all but maybe two or three, and those two or three kind of have a good idea. All right. Pretty much everybody's name, their starter.
1: Yeah, man, because pretty much either you play both quarterbacks against teams that are going to put out their second, third defense and let them get hit like Justin Fields got hit out of nowhere because the game is, you know, slow. But you got to name them out before they go, hey, who's not dressing today? Oh, Dalton's not dressing today? All right, that means he's a starter. So pretty much. Right here is pretty much where you would get your announcements. But then again, we haven't really had this many teams have uh, quarterback questions. Like Chicago Bears last year, they had their guy. They had uh, Trubisky and they had uh, Foles. So they named their starter and Mitch was the starter throughout. Um, The Saints had Drew Brees. Um, there was no question in Denver with Drew Locke there. So, you know, and one battle that's not over with is Jacksonville Jaguars. Or, yeah, sorry. They, and Jacksonville Jaguars decided to play their number one pick, which makes sense. Why draft this kid number one overall if he's not going to be that guy? Especially oh. if you don't have a guy that has a winning pedigree starting already, you know? I don't, man, I don't know about
0: that. I don't know about that. I don't know if Jacksonville made the right choice. Uh, I don't think they're going to be a very good team. I mean, we talked about that right off the bat. We didn't think that Urban Meyer had a very good draft at all. No. I mean, all the talent on the board, you're looking at, you know, the Elijah Moores and all these stuff. You look at Joe Tryon who went at 32 overall and you get Travis Etienne, who's not going to play at all this year. You get a running back, With your second first-round pick.
1: That you were going to convert to a receiver. So you picked an auto-position player in your first-round pick. And guess what? You need blockers. Guess what? You need a lot more pieces on defense. Does he think he has Jalen Ramsey over there still? The fuck?
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah, this is this isn't college, coach. You can't just recruit. Yeah. You got to actually sign people.
1: Yeah. Um. So far, right now, the project of Urban Meyer being in there, he is totally failing. Right now, totally failing. If you looked at the Raiders when they first got Mayak and Cruden, they made moves very fast, very quick to flip that team that was. Built already pretty well. They were built better than Jacksonville is, but still made the moves to be very competitive. And then the next year, okay, we'll have to let go of offensive alignment and some pieces so we could bring in some future. It's just very, very, very weird that you had that bad of a draft and you're a college coach. Like you should have seen these guys coming, you know.
0: And it was it was stacked. Not a college coach, he's been a college football analyst. He's man, been on ESPN, so that's a thing. Right. Like, it's not even. Oh, you drafted all Ohio State players. No, it was like, it's like, like, have you really been watching the film, man? Like, what are you doing? Because I can tell you, I was watching. There's something to be said for picking like a safety net for a quarterback, but, man, like, why wouldn't you go out and, I don't know, like, are you are you just tanking to take Justin Ross next year? <laughs> Is that why you picked ETN? Like, because even in college, ETN wasn't the guy who was picking up the blitzer. No, he wasn't. So, so I, I don't know, man. Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, neither one has shown me that they know how to slide right now in this league. Trevor Lawrence almost got his shit rocked last game.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Free Gardner Minshew, starting it now. Get Gardner Minshew to a good team. Put him in Kyler Murray's spot. Arizona's a playoff team.
1: I mean, no. Get to the Colts. That's your that's your best bet: Colts or a Drew Lock trade for Minshew. But you're not going to leave Trevor in there with a non good starter, uh, starting back. Uh, excuse me. You're not going to leave Trevor Lawrence as your starter without a good backup behind him. That's what they have right now, a rookie quarterback that's going to start, and as soon as he starts playing shitty, you put Minshew in there.
0: Two years ago, today, Andrew Luck retired. Don't let that be Trevor Lawrence because that team, that offensive line is not good. Trevor Lawrence, unlike a Gardner Minshew at Washington State, is not used to scrambling. I'm not saying he's not great at it, but he's not used to doing that every single play. And he doesn't have weapons enough where guys aren't going to take shots at him. Who gives a fuck about Trevor Lawrence. Maybe he's got a haircut, but <laughs> sunshine shit right here. Like, pretty boy getting paid in Bitcoin, he's going to get put down in the dirt. I don't know, man. Like, I... I would be very hesitant. And if you're, what do you, what would you put the odds at right now that Trevor Lawrence starts 17 games this year? Uh, what would plus, make you, what would make you put money on it? What, what, plus, plus 600, plus a thousand?
1: Uh, yeah, about that. Plus, plus six, plus a thousand. Yeah, that makes sense because once he struggles, or he takes a bad hit, or anything like that. They're going to reevaluate. They're not going to take any They're not going to take anything lightly when it comes to a hit to Trevor Lawrence, knowing that this year could be a potential wash.
0: I could, I could see him having a two a year, uh-huh. but starting it the wrong way.
1: Do you think Urban will really pull him?
0: I don't think Urban knows what he's doing. I don't know why they paid him this much money. <laughs> like, oh, I, like, but again, prove me wrong, dude. What has Urban Meyer done? He hired a dude who was fired for being racist to run his strength coach. Again, sorry, coach. You didn't even, you didn't, you, you don't have as many white players as they have at Iowa. <laughs> like, this, this is not like, These kids – like, these players are millionaires with rights. They don't have to listen. Like, they have social media accounts that they can freely use. Like, this was never going to work. Had a terrible draft. Signed Tim Tebow and then didn't have – like, didn't have the balls to keep Tim Tebow when you could have really used him at right tackle right now. Like, I I don't have – I have seen – nothing to make me think that urban meyer knows what he's doing have you no absolutely not he says yesterday that he's seen a lot of things he likes out of gardner Minshew, and the quarterback competition is not over got a ton of shit for it and today trevor lawrence is the starting qb now Is ownership just, like, up his asshole? Like, no, 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 no. We spent this money on Trevor. We want Trevor. We want Trevor. And he's just listening to ownership? Is he listening to the media? I don't know. But Urban Meyer right now does not strike me as a man who's in control of his team. I don't think he's going to be able to keep the locker room. You might be looking at Miami Dolphins coached by Nick Saban in Jacksonville. Yeah. Some guys just can't do did it. They, Pete Carroll. It? Pete Carroll couldn't do it, went back to college, then he's figured it out. But <coughs> you got to be – you got to have – there's no room for wavering and you got to believe what you're doing or believe in who's making the calls. And I don't know who is in Jacksonville.
1: Yeah. Um, like,
0: luckily they went what, 2-14 last year or one in two and 2-14. 2-14. Two two so, I mean – it's not like Jacksonville fans can't like handle another losing season, but if your number one overall pick, this quote unquote generational talent doesn't look that much better than Gardner Minshew and maybe even Gardner Minshew gives you a better chance to win. woof, dude. I mean, you're not as in much trouble as Kyle Shanahan is trading all those picks for uh, Trey Lance, but it's not a good situation in Jacksonville right now. And your boy is already purchasing Gardner Minshew jerseys. When, when, those, when he officially moves on, I'm buying the Jacksonville Jaguars teal Minshew jersey, buddy. <laughs> Got one on well, my way right now.
1: Well, let's see how much that jersey will cost you at the end of this season. Over under for the Jacksonville wins, I put you, I say five. Over under. Don't do five. It's got to be
0: a half. Five and a half or four and a half. Four and a half. Under.
1: Ooh, shit. Under four and a half. You don't think they'll win three? You don't think they'll win five at all? No, I think they win four. Ooh, shit. <laughs>
0: well, we'll see what we'll see what happens. We'll see what yep. happens. That here's the thing. I watch them get obliterated on defense. So it's not just the offense that's struggling. And Urban Meyer is not a great defensive coach. Like, they didn't get markedly better on defense. They have a couple players, but, like, can you name one player on that defense that you're scared of, that you're game-planning around?
1: I wanted to say Calais Campbell, but I feel like he's for the Ravens now. Mm-hmm. He is for the Ravens. Uh, nope. Nope. Since they have that corner, A.J. Blee, or whatever his name is. I think he's gone, too. God damn, they lost everybody. That's
0: they're 0-2 in the preseason, I'll tell you that much. Um, <laughs> let's see here. They, uh, so, Chase on from LSU. They've got Miles Jack. They do have Josh Allen. Josh Allen is out, though. I don't know what he's out with. And uh, Shaquille Griffith, who couldn't make it in Seattle, there is there is nobody off the top of my head that's like, oh shit, we got to avoid him. Like maybe Miles Jack, but I feel like Miles Jack isn't Miles Jack anymore necessarily. Like
1: not he's lost a step. Not every down. Right, he's lost a step for sure.
0: And then don't get me wrong, Josh Allen is good, but he's a he's a he's a DN. Like you just run the other way. Yeah, <laughs> ask the other way.
1: <laughs> Pretty Both much of the
0: time he's going to be going against a, a left tackle too. So, quite frankly, I mean, Miles Garrett is—I think—Miles Garrett is probably the best edge rusher in the league right now. And Miles Garrett was not as good as he's going to be this year without having any sort of threat on the other side. Every team just ran the other way. Baltimore yeah. just ran sweeps and dives to the other side every play just crushed up
1: yeah absolutely
0: I mean Um, you're looking at I think we both think Chenault is going to have a great year I think DJ Chark can be really good I think Marvin Jones is all right but Cam Robinson Andrew Norwell Brandon Linder AJ Kane Jawan Taylor that's your offensive line
1: yeah that's a a
0: big old yikes to me
1: that's a that's a yeah, they need to definitely do something about that pretty fucking soon. And
0: yeah. they really don't have a lot of depth at wide receiver either. You have Phil dorsett who can't stay healthy and is kind of a one-route guy. And then you have everybody's favorite Laquan Treadwell, and then Pharaoh yeah. Cooper, who got cut from the Giants and is a special teamer at best. Tavon Austin, fuck Tavon Austin, he's not gonna do anything. Like, I don't, I don't see the Jaguars as a threat. Do you think – do you have them winning
1: five games? Um, I have them squeezing out five games. Who do you have them beating? Um, I was looking at their – I was looking at their damn schedule a couple of days ago.
0: Here, well, let's let's do this. Let me see what the official over-under is. Uh Wow. Uh, so I'm gonna take this for sure. Uh, the win total according to DraftKings is six and a half wins for the Jaguars. Under is 110. I'm gonna hammer that under, (laughs) hammer, and we're gonna go over overs, unders, division winners probably next week. But six and a half is way too high for the Jaguars. I'm gonna hammer that. Week one, like tell me win or loss, okay? Houston yep. at Houston. Week win. one, Denver, week two, win. The, or versus Denver. Really, you got them beating Denver? Yes, I disagree. Uh, Arizona,
1: that's a loss
0: at Cincinnati,
1: that's a loss. Tennessee, that's a loss. Miami, that's a loss. Seattle. That's a loss.
0: Buffalo. That's a loss. At Indianapolis.
1: That's a win.
0: Really? Week 10? Yes. 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 Carson Wentz with – okay. I, I also disagree, but okay. Uh, <laughs> San Francisco.
1: Uh, that's a loss in week 11. Uh, Atlanta. That's a win. They're going to steal some weird game from Atlanta. Like, all Atlanta always gives one up. That's how I said it when I looked at it. I'm
0: giving that a loss right now. We will see what happens with Kyle Pitts and how they look and how Matt Ryan can look. Uh, Mm -hmm. At L.A. Loss. At Tennessee. Loss. Home versus Houston. Win. Got them sweeping Houston. Uh, Yeah. At New York
1: Jets. That's a win as well. What week is that? Sixteen. I mean, they've lost so many – they've took in three uh, defensive players that are going to be hurt for so long. I'm going to give them a win. I'm going to give uh, Jacksonville that win.
0: Uh, at New England.
1: That's yeah, definitely a loss.
0: At Indi- – or versus Indianapolis. So home against Indianapolis to end the year.
1: Uh, they lose that
0: one. So, yeah, I got six. You got six. I have the – I have two. I two. Think, <laughs> I think. I think – I think they – Beat Houston one time. I think they split with Houston. Um, and I see them either losing Atlanta or one of the Indianapolis. But I, I think – I just don't have any faith in anything. Oh, uh, it looks like October 17th uh, versus Miami. That is a London game. Does that change your opinion at all?
1: Yes. Jacksonville wins that game. So you have 7 wins for Jacksonville. 7 wins for Jacksonville. 7 and 11. They won't even get close. But 7 and 11. Cuz the the London games always throws people off and I think that throws off Miami more than it does Jacksonville. So
0: if Deshaun Watson can play, he is good enough to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: That's with Deshaun Watson not playing. If he's playing by week, whatever, yes, absolutely, he's going to win. He's going to win. know. it sounds like he's playing week one, doesn't it? No, they don't have him as a starter. They have uh, what you call it starting. They have uh, uh, Tyrod Taylor starting.
0: Tyrod Taylor could beat this Jacksonville defense.
1: <laughs> Game managers, man. There's another game manager that's just as good as Tyrod Taylor, and we'll talk about him in a second.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm going to take the strong under, and you're going to take the over. That's, that's fine. You're allowed to be wrong, but <laughs> I, I, I do not think it'll be close. You don't think it'll
1: get close to six and a half?
0: No. I think, I think if they get four, I would be surprised. Ooh, I'm writing that down.
1: All right, well, now that we went through Jacksonville's schedule. (laughs) Another team with a surprising quarterback, uh, a QB1, is the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos have announced that they will be starting Teddy Bridgewater week one. You said, that's stupid. Mistake. (laughs) And you think Drew Locke should be the starter?
0: I absolutely think Drew
1: Locke should be the starter. Why?
0: Because it's another situation where you don't have an incredible offensive line. I think Drew Locke is a little bit – is as mobile or maybe even a little bit more mobile than Teddy Bridgewater. He's bigger. He's thicker. And I think his arm is livelier. I think he'll give you a more explosive offense – than Teddy checkdowns. I think I think with a guy like KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy, you got Cortland Sutton. You've got some guys who can run the ball, or you guys who can just run, flat out move. You got track speed, you've got cuts, you've got everything you need. I think you need to, at all costs, spread this ball out and get it moving. You've seen in the preseason, Drew Locke is letting it rip right now, and he's letting it rip and looking very very good. I oh, yeah. I I just I think you are gonna take a step back trying to be more conservative with Teddy Bridgewater just because his arm's not that good. I mean, no offense against Tua either. I, I don't think Tua is that good of a quarterback. I don't think his arm is strong enough to make it work. Teddy, Teddy, the Vikings when they had Teddy Bridgewater specifically drafted Laquan Treadwell. Because he's a ghetto, go up and get it guy because Teddy's not strong enough to push the ball downfield. Then when they got an actual quarterback with an arm, why do we need Laquan Treadwell? Because he can't run fast enough. Yeah. Like, you are set up. You are you are taking a Ferrari in Jerry Judy and you are putting a John Deere engine in it. <laughs> like why would you why would you do that? Start Drew Locke. Also, Drew Locke is cheaper. You need to decide on him soon because otherwise he's going to go somewhere else and be a really good backup. There's a reason why they picked Sam Darnold over Teddy Bridgewater. And it wasn't even a question. And you only had to trade a six round pick for him because he costs money. He's not that good. He's not going to push it. I mean, he's again, you watched the games last year. He's not strong enough. He couldn't beat out Drew Brees, not strong enough. The reason he was so successful in the saints though, is because Drew Brees' arm is a limp noodle. They didn't need to push all the, the ball. Plays.
1: Right, all the plays were fucking set for slants and slants and comebacks. I mean, yeah,
0: there's no it worked taking the, them. There's no taking the top off the defense because the defense has a top glued onto it.
1: Right, and also you're forgetting why Teddy was why he looked so successful was because Alvin Kamara was the one catching all the checkdowns and he turns anything from a three yard gain to sixty real fast. So Melvin are uh, Who is your running backs over there? Melvin Gordon and... Javante Williams, dude. Javante Williams, the rookie, yeah. I hope Javante Williams is the answer because for the last two years, you've seen Melvin Gordon is not that guy. No. And Melvin Gordon will say that it was the 60-40 split with Lindsey, but Lindsey deserved that. And if you're ready for Javon Williams not to take his 40-year out of your fucking mind, it'll be 50-50 by week eight.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Do you like the Teddy Bridgewater pick? Or have I actually talked you
1: out of it? No, I think Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater is good for them right now. He is going to not throw interceptions, but he's not going to push the ball. He's You're going to walk off the field a lot with third and eight and third and six. And 14 for 38, if,
0: 164 yards, one TD, one interception.
1: QBR, you're of, ready, QBR of 92, and a loss. If your if you're running back game is good, and if Teddy can actually let the ball loose, he'll be just fine. It's just him. Throw the ball up to Jerry, he will go get it. Throw it up to Sutton, and he'll go get it.
0: This just have Alabama, that confidence though. to do it. This is Alabama, though. These guys, you got to hit them in stride. And you've got a guy who's got the arm capable of doing it. That's why you drafted him so high.
1: It's going to be – that right there is going to be more of a Miami, uh, 2020 Miami right there, where Teddy will come in for half, not look good. They'll put Drew in, and the next week they'll start Drew, and then Drew won't look good, and they'll put Teddy in that half. That's what you're going to see, and hopefully that works out for them. What's your over-under for wins?
0: Uh, so Vegas has it at 7.5. And, <laughs> and they play the easiest schedule in terms of pass defense in the league.
1: Still will take the under. But Drew Locke has that potential of getting hot and – Finding that swag that he has, and he could probably win you eight games, but nothing close to winning the division, nothing close to being in the wild card, nothing like that right now. Next next year, for sure, will be Denver's year to get a quarterback. I mean, Unless...
0: here, Here's the thing, though. You open up with New York Giants, Jacksonville Jaguars, New York Jets. You play rebuilding Pittsburgh. You play – Dallas and Philly, who might not be very good. You play the entire NFC East, which I, I you could catch a really bad NFC East. Uh, you play Detroit. You play Cincinnati, who might have a questionable defense. Like, you have a schedule set up for you to make the playoffs, especially if you can win against Giants-Jacksonville Jets with two rookie quarterbacks and Daniel Jones – and I think if you do not jump at that opportunity, you're, you're stupid, quite frankly. Like, that's what you need to do, especially to be competitive in that division. Because there's a chance you can win those first three and you can still not make the playoffs. You're in a very good division.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's going to be very tough for them. I do not see them winning more than seven and a half games, no. They
0: have a very good defense, though. Denver, I think they are going to be an incredibly underrated defense. I think they made some very good moves defensively
1: this year. Well, rumors out that Von Miller is on the move, so they might be.
0: That does not even matter because they they have Bradley Chubb, who I think takes a step. They picked up uh, Kyle Fuller, Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons. They've got a really good secondary. And that's with Pat Surte not set in a starting role right now. I think he's only going to get better. You've got – finally have a good nickel corner that you can throw out there. Uh, I think they could be – they could be tough to pass against. They've developed this team, especially if they can get Von Miller to stick around, to specifically try to take away what Kansas City likes to do. They have really good corners who can run and play man coverage. They've got coverage safeties and they've got two edge rushers who can move.
1: Going to be very interesting to see. Do you think their deep Do you think they win more than seven with the defense? Up?
0: I I don't think they do with Teddy.
1: But if Drew was a starter,
0: I think Teddy wins seven. I think Drew wins maybe nine. Oh, not could bad. Could, could push for ten. We'll see what happens with. Like I think you could get some lucky injuries with some people and like you could play uh, a Vegas team that's fallen apart with a backup quarterback at the end of the year. You know, I could see some things happening where you could you could push for 10 in a wild card.
1: I think the wild card this year is going to be more like a 12, 13 so with happens? that extra game. It's going to we'll be interesting. See, we'll see what happens, Angel. Did Chicago Bears do the right thing by not putting Justin Fields on as the starter week one, and they're going with Andy Dalton? The right thing for who?
0: Uh, I think long-term
1: – well, I mean, I'll let you go first, Angel. What do you think? Um, it's going to be good for Justin's development. I think that's why they did it. Um, Andy Dalton is another game manager. He'll get it done. They have running backs. They have a couple. They have Allen Robinson. So they have to – Mooney will have to fill a bigger role real fast. But I don't think this team is ready for Justin to start. I think Justin needs six to eight weeks of sitting behind Dalton and letting this defense kind of win games. This defense is elite still, top five in the league still. So all you really have to do is put up 28 points against your high-powered teams, and you're going to be in the game still with that defense. So having Justin sit for a couple more weeks is probably the best bet. Let him get more custom to the playbook. Let him get used to the speed of the game because if he's calling it slow, is no, it's, that's not it. You're just trying to sound convincing that you're a QB one when realistically you probably need a couple more weeks. You probably need a season. I think the Bears going with Andy Dalton is their best bet for Justin's future, and they still win nine, 10 games this year, possibly 11. Uh,
0: I think for the Bears, it is not the right move. I think that Justin Fields gives you a better chance to win. I think Justin Fields would win more games. All things considered, for Justin Fields, I think this is the best move for Andy Dalton to play four to eight games and then let Justin Fields take over. More so because I have not seen Justin Fields show he can, one, manage a game at the NFL level and, two, protect himself like an NFL quarterback needs to. Same with Trevor Lawrence. I think I think you need to really see that, oh, man, this game seems actually kind of slow. It's still preseason, bro, and you're not playing against the starters. Like, the starters aren't even – the starters are over there wearing Jordan 1s and sweatpants. Right. You know, <laughs> you're, you're not playing against the best of the best. And, like, you know, Aaron Donald's not going right now. Kalum Mack's not going right now. Like, the people aren't going, and they're not going to take you out when you dive for the end zone in a meaningless preseason game because nobody gives a shit.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: I, he's got a little bit of that swagger where I think if he doesn't learn to like keep it under control and learn how to protect himself and learn how to play a little bit smarter, you're going to see you name it, Johnny Manziel, RG3, Tim Tebow, you're going to see him take some shots that you don't want him taking and not that big. He's still a very slender quarterback like zach wilson is like either way should not be taking a lot of shots right now right so i, I think it would be good for him to really see the speed of the game uh i think he's going to take over for dalton in a few games and he's probably going to make some mistakes uh i i think he's going to need a year i think the flashes he's going to give you He's going to win games, but I don't think he's ready in a way that, say, a uh, Justin Herbert was ready.
1: Right. Absolutely. It's crazy how all these quarterbacks, there was so much hype, so much hype around all these guys, and it seems like every single quarterback is either struggling or just won't be a starter. You know, Zach Wilson is my one exception because he's not looking great, but he is doing enough – to get him on the field, to be the starter, to look competitive going into games. The Jets did take some major, major hits on defense when it comes to injuries. So it's going to be very interesting to see what they do without those pieces. But
0: at the same time, they set up, they sacrificed their defense to give Zach Wilson a very reasonable chance to succeed, shoring up their offensive line, giving him a lot of young weapons uh they've done a really good job like shout out the Jets again I think at best they're gonna lose a lot of games in a track meet but I mean Zach Wilson isn't gonna take that many bad hits it's gonna be mm-hmm. up to him to kind of show what he can do I yep. mean he's honestly kind of set up in a way that Tua should have been set up but I don't think Tua's I don't know if Tua's got it but if Zach Wilson's got it he can be successful in this Jets def- uh, this Jets offense right now
1: yeah who has the better year out of the quarterbacks? Just name your pick right now after two weeks of preseason.
0: Mac Jones.
1: Mac Jones. Mac Jones. I, I think he there's... definitely could have a start coming up because Cam is getting COVID, and that's leaving the door for Mac Jones. He is. He is pulling, doing his best
0: Tom Brady impression. And he is making the most out of this. He went, I believe. I was reading. He went like 33 for 35 today against the Giants. Live against the Giants, he uh, completed 11 in a row at one point. Uh, a lot of long touchdowns. He only had two interceptions all day. He's been he's been turning it up. I guess Bill Belichick gave him a high five. Uh, I I think Cam starts the year. I think you have to. Cam's given a lot to like given up money, like really been there through the rebuild. I think you have to give it to Cam to start. I mean, pending this COVID thing, because if he's not right. eligible, obviously you can't do that. Uh, the whole COVID thing is actually
1: kind of stupid, but
0: whatever. But I, I mean I, I don't think
1: I don't think you could take the start away from Jones if he goes out there week one and drop drops no. 250 and three touchdowns.
0: No, I'm saying if Cam Newton if, if Mac Jones starts week one I don't think he gives it back, and I think he's by far. I think he might win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Ooh, shit, I, I like he he's playing. No, that's a hot well. take. He's no, playing. He take. he's playing that well, and he's got the right pieces around him. And of all the rookie quarterbacks, he has the best defense. He has the best offensive line, and I mean, you could argue he maybe has the best weapons. Not
1: all the rookies, right?
0: yes out of the rookies.
1: Okay. Oh, you said the best defense? what? what? Yeah, out, out of all I the, think the 49ers is the best defense out of those guys.
0: I don't know, dude. I would I would put unproof. Patriots defense against him. Up, up against unproof. them easily. Unproof.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um some other quarterback news. Carson Wentz looks like he is he is optimistic for week 1. So potentially coming back, playing week one, Quentin Nelson with the same injury, he will be playing week one. Is this the best news for the Indianapolis Colts? Um,
0: I don't fucking know, dude. Probably.
1: Because <laughs> their rookie quarterback, I mean, he
0: struggled, but he looked good, too. I mean, I think like I, I've mentioned, like I've, I watched a lot of Jacob Easton ball and I think he has got NFL arm strength, NFL arm talent. He just is going to frustrate with you. So with frustrate you with some decision-making, I think he is a least a less athletically gifted Josh Allen, where if you commit to him and you really dig in and you let him go, like he could be a top 10 quarterback someday. I think he could be, uh, Better Ryan Tannehill, like legitimately. I think if you threw, dropped him off in Tennessee, you probably wouldn't notice much of a difference. Uh, but, and I'm not huge on Carson Wentz either. I, I don't think Carson Wentz is that good. I think they spoon fed him an offense in Philadelphia that was very successful in a bad division. And he looked good, but, I mean, when the chips are down, he didn't win a lot of great games. There's not a lot in his highlight reel that I would be like, oh, man, that's a, that's a crazy good throw. That's an impressive NFL throw. Uh, I think a lot of NDSU quarterbacks have been that way, though. Like, yeah. there have been, like, three or four of them who've tried to, tried to make the transition. I haven't been super impressed with either of them. Maybe Trey Lance will be the difference maker. Maybe not, but I think whenever you're paying that much for a guy and you gave up that much to get him, it's obviously the best thing for the Colts that he actually plays and doesn't sit on the bench collecting a check. It's probably the best for Carson Wentz. After coming off multiple injury seasons, mostly his own fault where he doesn't know how to get down, doesn't know how to slide, he's taking dumb risks as a franchise quarterback. I think he needs to prove to a new team potentially his last chance at an NFL career that he can be more durable and he's willing to play through some shit. Uh, Especially when you've got Quentin Nelson, who's recovering from the same injury faster than he is at double the body weight. So, I mean, is it the best thing for the Colts? Yeah, probably from a business standpoint, from a team standpoint, will it matter that much in the with Moss
1: column? I don't know. They asked Lamar Jackson if NFL defenses defenses have him figured out. He said, I doubt it. The Ravens and a couple other, I won't name them, but a lot of professionals are saying that Lamar Jackson will have another MVP-type season and carry this team farther than he did any year before. Do you believe that?
0: Man, I don't, like, I do think it's possible that they can figure Lamar Jackson out. I definitely wouldn't say I doubt it. I mean, it's been a couple years. Uh, You got J.K. Dobbins. That'll be good. You need to prove that you can use him better. Uh, But that's kind of how these things go. These new offenses, the Wildcat, it was about two years, two, three years. Mm -hmm. And now you don't see the Wildcat anymore. Uh, I think losing Rashad Bateman hurts. I don't think they did as much as they could to get him weapons. I think we had them drafting, excuse me, three wide receivers.
1: Yeah, we did.
0: And they drafted one. Just one. I mean, Mark Andrews is good, but I think Mark Andrews benefits a lot from the type of offense that they have and that people aren't necessarily looking out for Mark Andrews.
1: Right. Because they have to keep that linebacker in for Lamar instead of having him float the tight end.
0: I mean, Bill, Bill Belichick method. I, I think they're saying, like, hey, if we get beat by Mark Andrews, we'll take it. You know, so I – I mean, Lamar's got to prove he can pass. Lamar's yeah. got to prove when – like in the playoff game against Buffalo, granted, crazy conditions, but you're going to have to go through a cold outdoor stadium, especially when you play in Baltimore to make it to the Super Bowl. When the wind was whipping and nobody could throw the ball very well and Buffalo brought those backers in, struggled. Absolutely. I mean, I I don't think it is a crazy statement to make by Mike Greenberg of ESPN that people might figure him out this year when that is the last thing that you put on film and you're not letting anybody film your practices.
1: That's true. That is true. What are you afraid of, Harbaugh? You coward. <laughs> he's, he's afraid of people figuring out Lamar. That's what he's afraid of. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I don't I'm like you know. They're playing in a tough division. I don't think they win it.
1: No, yeah. Um, two more stories for you. Um, the Rams lose Cam Akers. The Rams. Are about to lose Daryl Henderson for a couple weeks. They make a move, they go get Sony Michelle. He has a a sprain MCL or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So he'll be out for a couple weeks. They went and got Sony Michelle. They traded him or they traded for him. It wasn't that much for him, but they do have Sony Michelle. He is in LA behind Stafford. What do you think about Sonny Michelle in that Rams offense? I'm surprised they can afford him. Really? Did they give him another contract? I thought he was on his rookie contracts, though.
0: Yeah, but a first-round rookie contract isn't cheap.
1: I mean, he's at the tail end of it, so it's got to be front-loaded, back-end, a little lighter. Mm. bigger. Oh, shit. Well. They must have dipped into the TV money soon. Sooner than expected.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that works, but... I thought the Rams were officially, like, against it.
1: Yeah. We should probably pull up that salary cap, but... What do you think Sonny Michelle does? You think he's an improvement into that uh, that running back committee that they have? Do you think he will, we will see him in a more traditional light now that he's out of the Patriots offense? Oh, so
0: he is not making a lot of money right now, apparently. He's making, I don't know if they renegotiated it, but he is making, it is front loaded. Uh, it was uh, $1.8 basically.
1: Pretty much minimum.
0: And they, uh, he's got, I think a team option next year for like five mil. Okay. That seems low though.
1: That five f- that? five
0: That's enough. Five point <laughs> 5. five million. His rookie year. For a first round pick.
1: Draft? Was he drafted in the twenties?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Th- I'm where. Uh,
1: the scale. Thirty
0: first overall
1: the scale drops major after like 15 though. Like I've heard that a few times.
0: That could be the case. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely thought uh, he's the number 40 running back for payment in the league.
1: That's
0: not too bad. No, I thought that was way worse. That's fair. Um, and the Patriots have to pay keep his one. The Patriots already paid him his one point two seven million dollar signing bonus, so there's no dead cap for the Rams to take on.
1: Nice, that's good. I uh, think so. Michelle can run probably a thousand yards in this offense if he gets the true touches, being the number one guy. We'll see. I don't trust Whitworth.
0: Their well, yeah. left tackle. The
1: 38-year-old uh, left tackle.
0: Uh, whose fault is it that Matt Stafford has never had a thousand-yard rusher?
1: Detroit. One hundred percent. We'll
0: we'll see what happens. Part of what made part of what made uh, Todd Gurley so dangerous in that offense is his ability to catch the ball, and that you didn't have to take him off the field. I've watched a lot of Sony Michelle. He can catch, but he's not a pass catcher. That's why I think he's very replaceable for the Patriots. Bill Belichick doesn't like paying running backs anyways. And if you are going to get paid by Bill Belichick, you've got to do more than be able to run between the tackles.
1: Mm.
0: That's just how it is. I think, I think uh, name your best. I I I. that's why I don't think the Patriots are ever really interested in Adrian Peterson just doesn't do enough.
1: Right.
0: He's not their type of back. Uh, Meanwhile, they signed Ramondre Stevenson, who's a beast in the preseason 230 pound jump cut on a dime just has more stopping power. Bill Belichick. If you're going to be a guy who runs between the tackles like that, you better be able to thud. You better be able to play fullback H back, running back and be able to block on punt team.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I just don't think he does that. They get rid of a big contract. They weren't going to pay him $5 million a year. Right. They are never going to pick up that fifth year option. They're going to get a fourth round pick back, assuming that the Rams get a compensatory pick for Josh Johnson, who went to the Browns, which is all but guaranteed. Right. Uh, The reason why it's worded that way is because they CBA, they had to change the language, Um, and Patriots get a fourth round pick, so they get three years of Sony Michelle. I don't like Sony Michelle's Super Bowl postseason. To me, was worth giving up a first round pick for a fourth round pick.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think they'll miss
0: him, and he was hurt most of last year. That's true. So and, that's the thing you got to be. You got to be available on Bill Belichick offense if you're a running back.
1: Gotcha. I have this year's first round bust, and it's only two weeks into the preseason. You ready to hear this? I'm ready. Jamar Chase. Oh, Jamar Chase has struggled his Ooh. ass off in Ooh. practices, not getting the playbook. Three drops on three targets in the preseason. He is not looking like the guy that Joe wants through to, and it is showing, and it is going to be an awful look when Jamar Chase isn't shit and Suell is just a Hall of Famer that you passed up on.
0: I mean, Suell hasn't looked incredible. I saw him get blown by. We're going awesome to take, take
1: it.
0: We're going to take it one preseason game at a time the dude hasn't played competitive football in over a year he took a whole year off Mm -hmm. like you got to give him some time i mean i don't know that he's going to be rookie of the year i think it'll probably take him time to get to where he should be but i think that's also why he's going to come and be the third receiver for a while
1: that high for a third receiver is tough
0: For for a while I think Bro. by by the end of the year, you're looking at a true number one, but
1: not over T. Higgins. I
0: I think he's gonna be better than Jalen Waddle, who was drafted directly after him.
1: Look who's throwing to you. <laughs> look who's throwing to him. All right, that's a big that's a big key. All right. Does Tua take those tries to make Waddle look good? I don't know, but Joe Hurdle of- is. No, the
0: the bust is already Travis Etienne. Shut the fuck up, Angel. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: the bust can't be a guy that's truly hurt. That don't count. That's a bust pick by Urban Myers way before he even touched the field. Yeah. But Jamar Chase is going to be your 2021 first round bust.
0: I still think it's gonna be the cornerback Eric Stokes that Green Bay took at 29. Hello,
1: oh, at least
0: it's just- not gonna be when they reached the hell out of a cornerback pick. Yeah. When they could have had Joe Tryon. Yep. I don't know. I think that's, I think that's a bold take. Although I will say while we're talking about the Cincinnati Bengals, rewind the motherfucking tape, because I'm not going to do it. I don't have that kind of time, but I said Thad Moss on this Bengals team would be nasty. And he is looking like he has the potential to be fairly nasty. Someone to fantasy? watch out for. If is he going to be a fantasy have, guy? If you miss out on one of the top, ten, uh, top, I would say top six tight ends, make a flyer on Thad Moss. He's probably not going to get drafted. No one's looking at him. Pick him up on the waiver wire and just watch, dude. Just watch. He is making the catches. He's making the plays. He's going to take a little while because he was hurt all last year because LSU just, like, missed an ankle spur or some shit. But you just watch, dude. He's going to be good.
1: You know, I like that take. Um, My backup tight end, uh, Adam Truman, is hurt. So I will dump him, and I will get – Bad loss and I'll put him behind Kelsey. We'll see how that goes.
0: If he wins you a game, I owe you you owe me a beer. How's that sound? I'll take that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Um, I don't have anything else other than some soccer news, but you know, soccer soccer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Did Jameis Winston lock up the Saints job? Uh yeah. is it is, is Jameis Winston everybody like this is like the hard knocks effect where you go out and you pick up the fucking player who's never gonna do shit for you. You pick up uh what ironically like another Callaway from the Browns.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like everyone's now thinking they're super smart drafting Jameis Winston and Marquez Callaway. Are they going to be legit or is this a preseason funhouse mirror?
1: Um, I think this is a preseason funhouse mirror only for Callaway. I think that Jamison is going to have a phenomenal year. The yeah, first Jam- two- Jamison three- Winston? Damn. Jamison Winston is going to have a phenomenal year. He's going to look really good to the point where Michael Thomas is going to come back. And when Michael Thomas comes back, I think that connection is going to be great. I think it's going to be really good. The Saints will end up top two in this division, and they will win more than 10 games. I think think Winston can throw you into games and throw you out of games. I think that's still the same guy. I think he just makes less mistakes or defense will will drop less, will drop more of his picks, and he will be put in a different position. I think As goofy as he looks with that towel and that fucking medicine ball and running through the fucking, (laughs) running through that drill and almost falling over. Hey, man, you know what? The kid is a baller. The kid wants to play. The year behind Drew is going to help him with his growth. Him having Taysom there for home run balls is still going to be good. I think Winston has a really good year. Really good year. I think it's all fun and
0: games while you're throwing up fade balls against the backup defense, but... Jameis is going to let it fly. 30-30. So... We'll see. Uh, do I think he's going to be an improvement over Drew Brees in the playoffs last year? Yes. I think whenever you add somebody who's going to stretch the field like that, I, I would pump the brakes. I think he's going to be a better fantasy quarterback than he is a regular quarterback.
1: So when you say that his two uh, throws on second team DBs, I understand you. I hear you. But the placement on those balls are fucking perfect. Don't no matter who's there, no matter if it's Ramsey, no matter who the fuck is there, the balls were placed absolutely perfect. And if he continues to do that, granted, a Jamison will pick the, or sorry, a Ramsey will pick some of those off by reading his eyes. But that's the best corner in the league. So, I, watch out for James. Watch out for my boy. Watch out for my boy, James. The one I can't fucking say his name half the time. Your boy, my, your boy, Jamison. Yeah, my boy Jamison. We go drink Jamison while watching Jamis, and we go have a good ass Saturday, Sunday night. Yeah, we'll It's all fun and
0: games till he starts eating W's.
1: Just, I really hope he never does that again. I really hope he puts that shit behind him, bro. That's
0: the guy from last episode. That's the guy who's gonna jump into the Raiders nightclub.
1: Yes, that's him. That is absolutely. Let him blow out the Raiders. Let him blow out the Raiders. He is in there clubbing it up. Right after the game, he's going to hop in there. Watch. He's goofy <laughs> ass. I feel bad that
0: I have to hate on Jameis because I'm such a Brady guy because I I specifically said uh, LASIK Winston is going to be legit.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you did it. You brought that. You, you ain't going to say it now? You ain't gonna have, I mean, it is going to be Tampa and the Saints one and two. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When when I will take all the
0: credit for his success, as long as they lose to the uh,
1: lose to the Buccaneers,
0: that's fine.
1: Hey, I'm sure you'll be just fine with a fucking
0: I'll be I'll, I'll fifteen
1: say and two record and losing both games to the Saints. I'll be, be, just
0: I'll be very interested to see how that Saints team looks after having to blow it up. Because I could see Jameis having a really fucking good season, earning uh, a long term contract in New Orleans or somewhere else, and that team finishing nine and eight. Yeah. That's true. You're, you're, you're back to true Drew Brees, New Orleans ball, where you might be winning or losing games like 49 to 46.
1: Fun football,
0: though.
1: Fun football.
0: I mean, that's when Jameis is at his best,
1: right? Yeah. Hit the over on the Saints games because that's it. (laughs) There's going to be a touchdown coming off the Jameis hands. Either touchdown or interception pick six. Really depends. All right. I don't have any picks. I Actually, I have one pick. It's time for the moment you've been waiting for.
0: The money get back guaranteed get, picks, picks get, of the week. I, I money not actually
1: got guaranteed. gamble boy. I'm going with my one solo pick. I'm going with Denny Hamlin to win Daytona. Now, you heard me struggle last week when an asshole knocks him out on the OT uh, lap. Then he was going to win his first race of the year. He was that close last week. He's going to win Daytona this week. He's going to put a W in that column of one races this year because he's the only racer that has locked a playoff spot. Imagine that. No wins and he has a playoff spot. I'm taking Danny Hamlin day Daytona. Uh, and, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> that's all I got for now. I'll,
0: I'll post something on the social, but we'll, we'll keep it light this week.
1: Yep, we'll keep it light. This is the last week, last preseason week. After that it is nothing but pedal to the metal with college football and NFL. Is going to be a fantastic season, ladies and gentlemen. Please stay tuned and make sure you're listening to Money Back Guaranteed, where your money is guaranteed, not actually guaranteed. Not but, actually. but you know what we mean.
0: <laughs> Angel, can I get a live reaction as the number one Patrick Mahomes fanboy? What are your thoughts on Patrick Mahomes' logo?
1: very weird hard to read i understand that logos are tough to come by but it's it's, it's very weird it's
0: no it looks money like back guarantee and it's no tb12
1: no it's not that if i'm if i'm gonna put those in a list i'm gonna go with money back guarantee tb12 and then patrick the one list that patrick comes in last <laughs> yeah it, i i don't get it it looks like a. It's a P and an M, but it, it kind of looks like the Vegas Knights logo for the M, and there's just like this weird thing at the top.
0: Yeah, it looks like they tried to turn it into a Spartan helmet for some reason. I don't know. Right? It. Yeah. No, like it's... one five anywhere. I don't. I don't like it. I don't like your shoebox either.
1: I haven't seen the shoebox yet.
0: I just sent it to you. I mean, you you okay. can review it. You can review it on the on our story or something.
1: There you go. Because yeah. And you only come out with one colorway, is super stupid.
0: Yeah, I don't know. For a guy like Mahomes, I feel like he's got a big enough name where you should be going all in. Not, It feels like they're playing it safe. They're, like, giving him a little bit to see if it sells. But I feel like right. you kind of have to commit.
1: I mean, he's the, what, one of many, one of rare, super rare for a football player to get a shoe deal. I mean, Tom doesn't have a fucking shoe deal, so – Cleat deals are different. Cleat deals are absolutely different. A lot of guys have those, but shoe deals is something different. I think it has success because they did it super young in his career. Also, it sold out in two hours, like midnight hit 2 a.m. After that, it was over. Sold out. You can't get a pair. That's how good they are. I really hope that they come out with different colorways. And weird that you go with lime green to start it off. I know that Adidas has that fucking color, but it' not nothing he ever wears is lime green. It makes no sense, zero sense. Unless they're showing us that they're going to change their colors soon, and this is a big thing because they have to change their damn name. We're not playing at Arrowhead Field anymore. We're playing at Jihad.
0: Yeah, I. Uh... Yeah, weird, weird merch launch for, for your boy Mahomes.
1: Yeah, but, you know, we'll see. What do they call them? Mahomes 1.0, so they're going to be coming out with a whole bunch more. We'll see if that happens. It's Hopefully no, he drops a shoe every year.
0: It's no JJ1. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> no.
0: Guess who owns JJ1s?
1: Of course you fucking do. <laughs> of course you do. If you own the damn Andrew Wiggins, I'm sure you fucking own the JJs.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah, baby. I own more JJs than Jordans.
1: Ah, look at that. You have zero pair of Jordans, then.
0: No, I have two pairs of JJs. I have one pair of Jordans. <laughs> I got the JJ1s and the JJ5s.
1: Of course.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we'll see you all next week. We're going to talk division records over under heavy gambling show. So have your checkbooks ready.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you for listening. We might guarantee some money. Yeah, we might. No, Uh, no, we won't. We won't. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Money Back Guaranteed. Please follow us on all social media. You can find us on IG, money underscore back underscore podcast. Thank you for listening. And that's it. Quick note, I'm so sorry. We're going to be missing the wonderful couple at basketball games. Del Curry and Sonia Curry are getting a divorce, so you will not be seeing them together. One will be at Ceph games and one will be at SF Games. Imagine that. Well, one's only gonna be at games in Boston. <laughs> you see? Damn, damn you see Patriot music? tight ends. <laughs>
0: They just stay killing, baby.
1: Yes. What music should uh, I put yeah. over this, huh? <laughs> no I <do>. That's badass. <laughs>